1: Welcome to episode 102 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Go to www.patreon.com slash garageguys right now. Sign up for one of the tiers that we have available out of four tiers, NFL DFS rankings, NASCAR DFS rankings, blog posts, or just join the Garage Fam tier for $10 a month and get it all. Amazing place, amazing things. Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page. Go there now. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Drew just got done watching this uh, Seattle Seahawks versus Rams game, and I think I figured out what Sean McVay reminds me of. What's that? He's a werewolf.
2: So he what does, did he do that made you think werewolf?
1: So he does this thing with his teeth. All right, so I was watching him on the sideline, and he'll, like, take – his bottom teeth, and he'll like put them over his upper lip, and he'll be like, like if you like, you can't see me right now, but it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I don't know how to explain it, but he reminds me of like Michael J. Fox from Teen Wolf. And then I was looking at Jared Goff, and I was like, Jared Goff's like the little innocent like wolf, but it's like they want to be a wolf pack, but then they remember that they're like sheep with horns. So it's kind of like hard to do that. But would you even classify rams as sheep with horns or are they more like goats?
2: Man, I was going more towards the goat answer there. But goat. I can see either way, honestly.
1: Goats are like really like nice looking, but then you remember that they're affiliated with Satan and then you're like, oh, shit. It's like where do you go from there?
2: What's the Sean McVay hard notch reference you were saying earlier this year? What was, what was Gruden calling him?
1: Oh, Gruden was calling him uh, Beta Piss Boy. Oh
2: yeah, that's right. Man. That's right. Beta Piss
1: Boy. Beta Beta Piss Wolf Boy.
2: Just keeps evolving to new uh, new names.
1: New names, new heights, new territories, new ahs out in Werewolves of London. <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> before before I stay before I stay too like caught up on the whole fact that I think Shami based werewolf. This game was just kind of like all over the place. Shout out to Chris Carson for having his second game where he didn't fumble the football, by the way. That's a thing of beauty. Chris Carson has just formed into this. It's like he's getting better as the weeks go by. So for everybody that picked him up and they have him on their teams, had him on the waiver wire, got him off the waiver whatever. I don't think anybody got him off the waiver wire. You drafted Chris Carson. But you got him on your team this year. Like it started off a little rough, but like now it's like I think that the ship's sailing now. He's pretty much the one. You, I don't think we need to worry about anybody else unless injury comes. So, shout out to Chris Carson owners. Um, Russell Wilson did the damn thing again. Number one fantasy scorer of the night, followed by Cooper Cup, glue mouth breather. He is a total mouth breather, dude. That dude was breathing, like, all over the field. It was parts of this game where there was smoke, or it looked like steam or smoke in the in the stadium, and I was just, like, wondering if, like, Cooper Cup had been in that area.
2: <laughs> What is the secondary going to take him away? It's getting ridiculous.
1: I don't know, man.
2: I think they're they had seventeen targets away. tonight.
1: It's and see, like that's my thing. Is just like he's obviously the one. He's the wide receiver one. Like we we've been waiting. Me and you both said this was going to be a uh, a Brandon Cooks night, which obviously was not. He had like six fantasy points before he got concussed and got taken out of the game. So that's going to be something we got to watch out for now. And all the Brandon Cooks owners out there. That was like the worst because like you're sitting here like waiting for him just to get one big touchdown to make up for everything that had happened so far this night. And then, bam, he's just laying on the ground and there's nothing going on. So, rough time for Brandon Cook's owners tonight. This thing with Cooper Cup, man, I, I don't think that that's going anywhere anytime soon. Man, He's coming off the injury. He's playing strong. He's having a damn good year. Um, I remember when he like first came out of nowhere, like people started drafting him his rookie year and like he would have like you know his little he was more of like a red zone target like he was a red zone guy and now he's like fully transitioned into this guy that like that, you know you can he can hit on a checkdown or he can hit him down the field like he's everywhere cooper cups everywhere
2: he really is and it seems like you know woods and and cup they're the ones that are having the um, the wide range of different routes are running, whereas Brandon Cooks just seems to be kind of the, the deep threat and the decoy in the offense. So it'll be interesting to see with that injury who moves over to that, that right. coach role. Um, a quick shout-out, too, to Gerald Everett, who I think was like the third leading fantasy scorer tonight.
1: So, um, yes, that's crazy. So we have to talk about the tight end situation. As you all know, I'm an advocate of tight ends, big tight end guy. Gerald Everett with 23 fantasy points on DK, amazing. We You never see tight ends used in this offense. So now, especially if, if Brandon Cooks does miss time, I don't think he'll miss time. But if he does miss time, even if he doesn't miss time, you have to wonder. Like we, We've we been seeing the tight end use a little more in this offense this year between him and, uh, I believe, his uh, counterpart, Tyler Higby. Higby, obviously, is going to be the lesser. He had 7.7 fantasy points. Tonight, Gerald Everett with 23. His big one came, he wasn't even a touchdown. Seven receptions and 136 yards.
2: Yeah, it's something definitely to watch and monitor and go ahead and start looking at him on the, as a tight end uh, in your lead because it seems like what's happening. Just I watched this game very closely tonight, and it seems like when, when teams are taking away things, first of all, they're trying to take away Gurley and then. Once they take away some of these receivers, it seems like they're going to these tight end tight end screens, and they're doing these tight end these tight end out routes that are that are open. So maybe um, maybe this is like McVeigh's next adjustment because as, as people get used to to his playbook, and um, you know the tight ends are looking good.
1: I'm looking at a picture of Gerald Everett right now. He totally looks like he he could be a werewolf. So he might fit well in this offensive scheme.
2: He had fifteen points against Tampa Bay too, so it's two in a row. It's two yeah, in like, a row. So Everett,
1: Everett is, is clearly the the tight end the tight end to own in uh in Los Angeles if you want to own a tight end from Los Angeles. But I think this is another like big statement too. Like Jared Goff had twenty one fantasy points tonight. Like I mean it's not like the best, but it's still that's good quarterback numbers. Jared Goff continuing to show that. Todd Gurley still under 20 points, which is just not what Todd Gurley is supposed to do. 19.7 fantasy points. His night was
2: uh, – Saved was, by two touchdowns, really. Yeah,
1: that's it. The two touchdowns was what did it. 51 rushing yards. Oof. One fumble. Oof.
2: Yeah, and also to note, Jared Goff should have had another touchdown To and, and Gerald Everett should have had a touchdown. They got um, called down at the one-yard line. And they ended up giving it to Gurley, but it probably was a touchdown they didn't review, and um, so you would have easily been looking at uh, another bad golf. I mean, another bad Gurley game, an additional touchdown for, for Everett and golf. So
0: We're just crazy how it. those
2: little things. Kind of crazy how those things work, right? I mean, that's the that's the luck factor that we can't control in fantasy. It's like no one can predict that you know Gerald Everett can get a thirty-yard touchdown and break a tackle and get. You know, get knocked down at the one yard line, and then Gurley gets the gets the reward. So,
1: and that, but that's why we play. It's the beauty of it. <laughs> right. I will say though, like, I mean, I feel like everybody kind of had to know this was going to be like a, this was a sexy fantasy game. Like when when you're watching this team, like not to mention the highlighter yellow uh, uniforms Seattle was wearing, um, and then the ever so mediocre Rams uniforms that probably need to be thrown in the trash can because we just want to see yellow and blue. Out of these Rams, especially being in LA, um, th- this was like almost like a just a, a Madden matchup kind of like you just you when you see t- two teams like this, you think Russell Wilson running on his feet, going all over the place, the Rams just you know high flying offense, whatever, like you know it's going to be a good game and like and it, and it was for fantasy purposes, it was a lot of good production out of this game. Tyler Lockett did his damn thing, hell um, of a catch. Yes, dude, beautiful catch from Tyler Lockett. He's really secured his role as the
2: tight end one in Seattle. Um, and Russell Wilson on the move.
1: Not the tight end one, sorry, wide receiver one.
2: Obviously, the Rams' defense was struggling last week, and it seems like they have some things they need to fix. And we know Seattle's defense isn't as strong as it used to be, so I'm with you that it seemed like it was a good fantasy day. And, um, you know, Cooks was, Brandon Cooks was really the only the, like the only complete bust before he got injured, and then Robert Woods didn't have the best day, but it, I can't remember what he finished up with. But overall, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. I thought for sure Greg Zuerlein was going to make that field goal and uh, get the get the W for for the Rams. But yeah, that's um,
1: that's almost. I mean, that's almost like watching Justin Tucker not hit one at this point now with with Greg the leg.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's yeah.
1: it's weird weird to see that happen. But I mean, if only he could have done that last year in one game. Which was the NFC Championship game? That would have been really cool. So he just saved that one for this game, which was completely dumb. Should have used it last last year, and then they could have won tonight. <laughs> it would have been okay.
2: Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this division is going to be really interesting to watch, man. Because you got this—the 49ers. who were playing great early, even though they had a really, you know,
0: undefeated.
2: Right, and then you got the Seahawks Los- and Rams. About man. Get the Seahawks and Rams and the 49ers. then obviously the afterthoughts the Cardinals. So you don't have to worry about them. But I mean, what happens if? I mean, realistically, you could see all three of these teams make it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like like the NFC West is cool, except you, then you remember the Cardinals are there. So you <laughs> take the Cardinals out out of the equation, and you think about those the three big teams in the NFC West, and you're like, oh shit, okay, like we we've got some ball players here. I'm excited to see how it turns out. I mean, if I had to, if I had to call it right now, I'm going to go ahead and say Seahawks are going are to take the division because you made a statement a couple weeks back that we talked about when the Rams were playing the Saints, and you said it yourself, one of these teams are going to go in decline mode. And obviously, if, if we're going based off of what you said, it's the Rams.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty safe at this point that if they're going to just rely on golf and McVay and they don't have that established top tier running game. I think it's safe to say they're going to take a little bit of a step back. You know, I think they're, they'll go under their win total, but they're going to be a wild card team this year is what I'm predicting. Wild card. Um, yeah, but I could realistically see like both the Niners and Seahawks or Niners and Rams both being at that like nine win, 10 win mark. I don't know. Maybe it's two. Maybe I'm jumping the gun on the Rams and they're going to, rattle off five five straight wins or something but man i don't know it just seems like they're like keep to leave it and not doesn't seem to be as consistent it seems like aaron donald aaron donald obviously is the same he's a beast but that defense is not looking too good
1: for as many players as they have on that team like on paper how it's supposed to be maybe it's the nadamkin sue curse maybe Nadam sue cursed them when he left that's true. So I mean, he did run a touchdown back for Tampa Bay Bucks. So I mean, that was that was cool. That's true. He did that. So it happened. So maybe he cursed them. Maybe the Dom Kinsu has powers, and we don't. We never knew about him until now. Like when he like stomps on your hands with his cleats, like it's like venom just seeps into your pores, <laughs> and then it just like spreads to your entire and to your team. soul. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, it's over. You're you're yeah. done with, and you don't even know what happened. You blink once, and you're dead. So gotta also give another tight end shout out. In this game, before we move forward, the homie will Disley. Hi, Willie Disley here, They're here to sell you some OxyClean fantasy points.
2: This guy is that the a commercial.
1: Hi, Billy Mays here. You don't remember OxyClean?
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: OxyClean was was intense, dude. So um there's a there's a next level woke meme for the garage fam listeners on our Twitter and Instagram page at GGFS podcast. You can go retweet and like it or just say how you feel about it. Um, but it's a uh, Willie Disley. It's not Will Disley anymore. It's Willie Disley. That's what we're calling him. And every time a Billy Mays commercial would come on, he'd be like, hi, Billy Mays here. So it's like, hi, Willie Disley here, here to hand out fantasy prints. And, and you love
2: Willie Disley too, because you picked him up.
1: I do, man. Like he he's honestly, like, he's been probably my most successful waiver wire pickup that I've had so far this year. Um, and we we discussed it about how, like, you know, we were talking, you were like, I can't believe you spent that much fab money on Will Disley. And I'm like, me either. But it, it worked out, and it's working.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and as much as you spent, you know it, it's worked out for you. I think even last time we were on the podcast, we were saying that he's like secured that number two spot. I mean, as good as the hype, or you know, the hype might be there for the, for rookie Metcalf, but
1: Tyler Lockett,
2: it's Tyler Lockett, then Will Disley, man, Wh- That's,
1: Willie Willie D.
2: Yeah, so good for you. You got two tight ends. I tried to trade you for one. Um,
1: I tried to make something happen for you, man.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't trade like. You know, top tier receivers for, like, for tight like, ends.
1: I like package package deals with big running backs, big star running backs, and big star wide receivers.
2: Yeah, man, I couldn't do it. And you should have been hitting me up a little bit more aggressively with that, uh, with that, so, with that, with that record, man. Sure
1: I might, yeah. I might not be done. So, oh, you're not, you're not. Yeah, I mean, I might hit you up after this show. Let's do it. Maybe uh, you'll step into my office. I <laughs> I have. I have I'm going to I'm going to make sure that when I when I do have like a, a really like a big boy office one day, I'm going to like buy the eagle that scared Trump just uh, as an intimidation factor. You Remember the video of the eagle that scared Trump?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use that, that to get eagle. people's dome.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a ball. Like, dude, what would you do if you walked into an office and there was a fucking bald eagle just
2: staring at you? What would you do? I'd probably dab on the person and say respect.
1: Yeah, just dab on them. Yeah, as soon as like you got mid dab, like you'd already be like like getting like hardcore pecked. Yeah. By the uh, do 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 Eagles peck?
2: I don't know. I imagine if I imagine if I like got up and or if I dabbed on the person that was in the office, I feel like they'd come up and just headbutt me or something.
1: I feel like Carson Wentz pecks people, so maybe Eagles do peck. Carson Wentz peck.
2: Yeah, I can see that. He mm-hmm. has a look of somebody that would do that.
1: Yeah, he, he's definitely a pecker.
2: <laughs> um, everybody was really heavy and,
1: and hyped up about DK Metcalf. I don't know if him and Russell are on the same page. I don't know how how much takeaway you got from this game, just kind of like watching how, like, you know, when he like, his, his target share. I mean, yeah, he did get 12 fantasy points. Don't get me wrong. He had the one touchdown. But it just seems like something's a little off.
2: No, he's um, he's completely just a guy out there running deep ball, trying to, trying to put pressure on the defense. And the, as far as, like, the chemistry and all that, it's not really there yet. It's going to take a long time.
1: Yeah, I was um, so wrong, dude. Tyler Lockett has completely transformed into that Doug Baldwin role. I that was thought- one of
2: our big disagreements, man, early in the first mm-hmm. few podcasts when I was still a guest. Um, you know, you were much higher on him than me. And I just didn't – I didn't believe in it. It's, it was more of a knock on, on Metcalf than it was, like, a pro on – Unlock it because I just I haven't liked what I've seen from him and prior to the season, and even going back to the old Miss days.
1: Yeah, uh, was it because he played for for the Rebels? Maybe. No,
2: well, he just is like I, I'm. I'm very cautious with these receivers that are just freak athletes that don't really have like that. I mean, for instance, like Antonio Brown is a great route runner. You know what I mean? Like he nice. just is, he's like a born wide receiver. Like Julian Edelman is a hell of a receiver. Like Metcalf just seems like a guy that's been more athletic than everybody he's ever played, and now he's going to have to adjust when everyone else is just as athletic.
1: He he is he's Batman, right? And Batman, I don't think Batman would you would you want Batman on your football team?
2: Probably so. Yes, I love Batman.
1: Yeah, it's Batman. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do?
2: Can't say no to Batman. No. I think it, you're giving him way too much credit actually. I'm taking this back. When I said it okay. right to Batman, I'm going to say wrong. I thought like you're giving him too, too much credit.
1: Okay. Well, it's like he's built like 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 Batman. Maybe. I think there was something about him and Batman that I saw and that's probably uh, where this is all yeah. stemming from. I saw a tweet about that. But if Cam if Cam Newton can do Superman, like I just want to see DK Metcalf do some Batman shit. Like maybe he should get like some little horns for his helmet or something.
2: Something. needs something to get some attention because he got bailed out by a touchdown tonight or else he wouldn't have had a, he would have had another dud um, performance, but you're absolutely right. What your, what your eyes are telling you are true. And that is if he's not getting a deep route, um, he's just going to be out there to stretch the defense. So it's right. going to be, it's going to be more locket, more disley. More so guys,
1: so guys, if, if you got him in dynasty, you might want to hold him on the side, like, you know, for a little bit of time, or if you have him like on a, a redraft, I don't even know he should just, be on your bench and redraft, honestly. Keep him for the bye weeks. The yeah, saw a really
2: cool tweet about him too, man. The It was like a tweet that was showing the routes he's run this year. And like 99% of them have been on one side of the field and they've all been either like a go route or a deep – it's crazy. I've never seen a wide receiver's route – just what he's done so far this year in terms of routes look like this before. So check that out and uh, it's pretty interesting.
1: He probably hisses at people as he's, he's running like, by him. He's a big hisser. Um so yes, yeah, so that that was Thursday night football. Um, good good fantasy production game. That's the that's the way I look at it. It was and it, and it was good football. We, 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 anytime any time a game comes down to the wire like that, you got to love it. Got got to throw the challenge, 8 seconds before the 2 minute warning, like that kind of shit like it just gets really gets the blood flowing in in certain places.
2: And that's one of the first few times we've been able to say that because I think we've come on here a lot and been like, man, this game is boring. The primetime games, you know?
1: Yeah, I was I was thrilled about that, though. So, yeah, it was a great ending to a good game, and everybody should have ate that had any players from here except if you had, like, Brandon Cooks or a defense or
2: uh, – Woods didn't have too good of a day.
1: Yeah. I would hope nobody still had Malcolm Brown starting at this point because I think Gurley's pretty much back, but it just doesn't seem like he's back 100%, except for when he gets touchdowns in small places. I don't know. It's Ty Gurley. Take it how you will. Also wanted to give a shout-out to Zach at Albasha in Covington, Louisiana. Went went and got some food uh, before this game that we watched for Thursday night, and a guy named Zach was serving – my food, he, he had my to go order ready and I was looking up at the screen wondering if kickoff had happened and he was like, Oh, you play fantasy? I was like, Yeah. And we started talking. He's in like four leagues. And I and I told him about the show. So hopefully he's a new listener now. So Zach, if you're listening, welcome to the Garage fam. And uh thanks for the amazing uh Lebanese sweet tea and also the chicken shawarma and Euro. Man <laughs> of Euro. And I love some albasha and welcome to the garage fam. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know why All that was funny. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Thanks Zach. Yeah. If you ever meet anybody, by the way, Drew, just give them a shout out at any, any point in time. That's what we're going to start doing. If we meet new, meet new people that become part of the garage fam, we're just going to shout them out. Just Let people know what's up. So yeah. Shout out to Zach. So last episode we did was a little different and, and it was, it was done that way, like <laughs> just because we had like a long discussion um I loved every minute of it by the way, it was just one of, it was it was a fun show to put together uh so uh, was was there a lot of ripping and tearing that went down with you this week?
2: Drew? man not too much ripping <laughs> not, not too, much, tri- ripping not too much ripping and tearing but tell
1: us about your ripping and tearing Drew.
2: Not, not too much ripping and tearing going on um uh, maybe a little bit here and there um but I I think it's funny how we were probably an hour, 20 minutes into the podcast when we somehow got sidetracked. And um, I had to show you that, that video and we ended up, you know, for the people that are listening and that, that thought that was the most random thing ever. You were correct. It was the most random thing ever. So we moved it to the front there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this, this, just to give you guys, (laughs) we're just letting you know this, like me and Drew will be doing the show and like, we'll get caught up like and just start talking about some shit sometimes and then we'll just like form shit from there so like i'm literally debating and this this has to be up to you guys this has to be up to the listeners if you guys want access to some of the shit like cuz like it was a pretty long episode like i have to edit and you know render tracks and shit like that i, I, I would love to like put up a tier on patreon or just like have a a, a part of one of the tiers where people can just get like extended cuts of our show. And I think that it would be like just to get a really like in-depth look at like how some of this shit goes down. So if you're a listener and you would be interested in that, hit us up on Twitter at GGFS podcast at drew Dean or at garage guy chase. And just let us know, like this needs to be done. Like I'll pay money to hear these extended cuts because eventually we're going to get to the point to where we're doing, uh, we're going to be doing videos we're doing video podcasts because one of these days me and drew are going to actually have the, the full garage going down. We're not going to have the virtual garage anymore. Like we'll have the actual garage and we're going to get into video obviously. But, uh, but I, I think extended. what do you think about extended cut podcasts?
2: Yeah, there's been some really good moments. I think we've a few times been before the podcast starts where we're watching a game where there's been some pretty funny moments. Um, and, and it's all
1: raw shit. Like, I mean, and like not saying that our show is like, like scripted by any means. Cause guaranteed, like, like we'll line out like what we're talking about, but like for the most part, like I'll just like throw out random shit half the time. And drew does too, but there are way more random ass moments that go down, like on top of the random shit that we already talk about.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I'm trying to think of some of the best moments and they've all just come either right before we start or sometimes when we're, um, in the middle of recording and we get so sidetracked that we have to, we just have to take a break. So I think that's some really, some really good stuff. And, um, if you liked last, last podcast, um, how he kind of just went completely off the radar in terms of fantasy, um, just let us know. And we plan to do, I think Chase, I think we've agreed that, today's when we're looking at the when we're looking forward to the week it's going to be a little bit more informational it's gonna be a little bit more analysis and then when we're reflecting on the week on the um sunday recording for the monday release we're going to make that one more um more loose and just wherever it goes that's where it's going to go you
0: right know, like and, and go that's
1: that's all a part of like just finding the balance of doing the two days a week coming off the one because for the guys for, for all you guys that are new listening here you you probably only know us as a two two you know two shows a week but there was a time we were only doing one show a week and, and for listeners that have been listening that far back like i hope you hope you're excited because you know like we're giving you double the stuff but yeah you know our, our friday show is going to be more getting you ready for you know your your games going over the players we like the players we don't like and and that that's how it should be and then monday is going to be where we'll talk a little bit about you know the monday night game we'll recap what we saw and do more shit like we did on on uh on last on tuesday's episode but it'll be monday's episode so remember mondays and fridays gonna be natural um do have talladega coming up we will have our normal show posted next friday and then the monday show for not this week coming up but the week after it'll actually be a tuesday show because i'll be coming back from talladega and we'll talk a little more about that on, uh, on Monday's show, kind of getting you getting guys getting a little more info and letting you know what, uh, what all I'm going to be doing at uh dirty Daga coming up next week. So excited about that. It's going to be fun.
2: Wish I could be there. I know it sucks. Yeah. I'll be in, I'll be at, at homecoming for my, for where I went to college and visiting family. Got a, got a little baptism too. So, uh, Drew's going to be a, uh, a godfather, so
1: who doesn't love a good old baptism?
2: Yeah, man, it's my—it's a first. It's a first for me. First being the god, you know, the first one to see as me as a godparent. So excited to do that and see all my see all my old friends and tailgate for eight to ten hours. But yeah, I wish I wish goes on a different weekend because I would uh, be joining you.
1: So let's start off: Gardner Minshew against Kyle Allen. Jags go into Carolina to play the Panthers. This game, I'm debating whether I want to start Minshew or not because Panthers' defense has been covering wide receivers pretty well, um, and I know that it looks like the Jaguars are really starting to kind of gas up Leonard Fournette a little more. Um, I don't know how you're feeling about that, but but I'm 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 seeing. I think this production's about to start kind of consistently flowing more for Leonard Fournette, and I think that that's kind of this offense that we're about to be seeing ran with the Jaguars as the the, the season continues. You know, we talked about Gardner Minshew. He's definitely, like, capable of making big plays and doing exciting things, but as far as really getting those numbers built up where you want them to be and, like, over 20 points a game consistently, we just haven't really seen that yet. So I'm a little weary about starting Minshew against this defense. Um I'm not so much worried about Leonard Fournette. But this Panthers side of the ball, I'm a little nervous for Kyle Allen again, man, because I mean if he did what he did against the Texans, I don't really I don't really think that I'm uh I'm hundred percent sold on this Kyle Allen guy. Like he had he came out and had that great game against the Cardinals, but man, I just I think that after last week, seeing what we saw, if we see something similar to that again this week, then Kyle Allen's just done like he's he's not even an option and you should just go forward Uh, I still think Greg Olson is definitely an an option here you you got to have Olson at this point he's because Kyle Allen's going to lean on him but as always Christian McCaffrey's running this team
2: yeah Kyle Allen's you know somebody we're not too interested in fantasy Uh, I think the jury's still out you know might he might have a chance um, but we want to see some more games and you know, if he has another game that he's struggling, in, then we, we want to put him on our. You know, close to falling off. Then, if he has two two consecutive games where he's not sh- doing too well, then probably not really considering him for fantasy. With with Minshew, man, I kind of just consider him as a as a safe play. He's not somebody of the high upside. I think the guys that you're comparing for your fantasy league is Minshew versus Daniel Jones, and yeah, that that's be, my
1: situation. That's yeah, not everybody's that might... situation, but my situation is definitely.
2: And that's somebody else's too, possibly, because, man, those are two guys that, you know, especially Daniel Jones was picked up on the waiver. Um, and then some people picked up Minshew. So that, that's a tough one. I think Jones has a higher ceiling and uh, Minshew has a higher floor. So just depends on what you're looking for, man. You got a tough matchup with Daniel Jones going against the Vikings, but he gets golden tape back. So, um, you know, I would go, if you think you need a big performance and you're going to need 25 points out of your QB, then probably go with Jones. But if you want to, get those Minshew's probably gonna throw two touchdowns. That's what I would expect. So. Right.
1: He'll he'll find a way to get something in there. Like um but just with this this matchup in general, as always, Christian McCaffrey's a must start. Um I'm not I don't really know how I feel about DJ Moore this week. Um I, I'm I'm probably not gonna be I'm not gonna give a, a go ahead on DJ. I'd probably give more of a go ahead on like Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, Christian McCaffrey. Those are kind of like my big three for the Panthers. And the Jags, I'm, I'm all aboard Leonard Fournette. I'm looking at a little bit of DJ Chark. He's the lean-on guy. And um, a one, James O'Shaughnessy. Ooh, got to talk about my boy O'Shaughnessy. So uh, seeing a little more tight end action here. Definitely dig it. Think it's gonna be a think it's gonna be a good tight end game between the Jags and the Panthers, Battle of the Cats.
2: <laughs> yeah, all these guys are pretty much flex options for me. The only ones we're starting are the guys that are obvious, you know, McCaffrey and and, and Fournette. So, man, I, I and just a quick shout out to the Patreon post I just put up today. Um, I want the guys that have already signed up and any new listeners. It's it's free to anybody to go check it out. I talk, I go in depth about everybody that I used on my cash lineup and uh, talk about Christian McCaffrey having the highest floor in football, just the targets he's seeing and the touches he's seeing. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like it. So, Shout
1: out to the NFC player of the month, CMC. CMC.
2: I don't it's know funny. how you're avoiding him, man. I mean, if you're fade him in fantasy, you're um,
1: – You're fucking up, Like you should quit. There's fantasy soccer. You can always play that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know? just go ahead and burn your money. Um, bone it hard. But go check out the post. I actually typed up a good bit of material for it and I want you guys to get in my brain. I want y'all to understand exactly where I'm, what I'm putting down. And, um, I actually attached the, um, material that's behind the paywall to the review. So you can see exactly the plays that I'm posting each week and you can see that I'm using those plays. So I'm um, being transparent and I want to answer any questions you have. Um, and shout out to those that have joined recently. It's been some good growth.
1: Hells yeah. And yeah, I just got to give you a shout out too. It was a great read. And again, it is free for anybody to go read right now. It's it's on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash garage guys. Drew's article is open to the public. You can read the recap for week four and uh, the lineup review. So go check that out right now and then go grab you a tier and get ready for week five because we're going to crush it and kill it. Super pumped. Let's talk about the Patriots going to uh Virginia to meet Virginia with the Redskins. The complete blowout. What's the uh do, do you know what the, the the spread is on this game?
2: Yeah, last time I saw it it was like sixteen. So you gotta go a little bit you gotta get over that two touchdown mark, which is tough usually in the NFL. You usually don't see those high spreads, but man, it sure does seem like they could they could get that they could get that done.
1: So we don't even know Who's going to be in at quarterback for the Redskins yet? Yeah, this it's, is it's a disaster, man.
2: It's a disaster.
1: This is insanity. Jay's got to go. Uh, Dan Schneider's got to go. Um, I think the team just needs a year off. Like the Redskins and the Dolphins need to go to like rehab. <laughs> like, like literally. Like, like luckily the l- luckily the Dolphins are on a bye week. Um, also, the uh, the Detroit Lions are on their bye week as well. Uh, they've been having a lot better luck than both of those teams, but I think that the Dolphins, the Redskins, could definitely benefit from from a nice rehab year. Just go to rehab, don't even play. Just you know, take take some time off, close down the facilities, lose all your money, possibly which are all the franchises. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> go back down to go back down to thirty teams. Think think we'll be okay.
2: Cancel the season, huh?
1: Yeah, just cancel it out. But uh, no, this is a this is an obvious game. Um, if uh uh, you, you just don't know, dude. You you don't know if it, you know you got your your receivers for the Redskins. But it's like, even though Terry McLaurin has been the guy that's really stepped up and shown what's up, it's like it's still too much of a risk, especially if Colt McCoy gets in there. You don't really know who he's going to be targeting. It might be. I think what we've seen from Colt McCoy in the past is he's more of a Trey Quinn guy. So if Colt McCoy's starting, then I'm probably going to lean a little more towards Trey Quinn. If it's going to be uh, Dwayne Haskins and going Terry McLaurin, if it's going to be Case Keenum, I'm going Terry McLaurin. But uh, if McCoy's in there, I'm, I'm looking at Trey Quinn.
2: Yeah, this is just gross, man. I just want to stay away from it all. Play the obvious. Don't overcomplicate complicate this game. Shit game. Um, yeah, just play your your Patriots guys and hope they and hope they score. Um, as far as DFS, you know, you might see. You might see that Brady four-touchdown game, or you might see this might be the game where Sony Michelle runs three in. So, you just, you just never know how the game script's going to go. But should be Patriots, easy um, easy victory.
1: Love some Sony here, by the way.
2: Um, and Pat's defense, man. Let's just talk about them real quick. It's unbelievable what they're It's, a,
1: it's a given. But, but, I mean, look at their schedule, dog. It's like, I mean, I, I, know, I know you love your team. But, I mean, just against the Bills offense, I will say, like, that was a hell of a performance. Um, because the bills are probably the best team they've played thus far
2: what 's wrong with the Steelers offense before before the Steelers you know, were
1: falling apart
2: week one they, they didn 't
1: know what the fuck was going on they they were not they were not ready
2: yeah I don't, but i don 't think that 's a discredit of the pats, but I agree their schedules pretty weak but i mean they 've given up like one they 've given up like one offensive touchdown
1: that 's it and I will um, say that like and that's that 's in the nFL so i mean they 're strong but it 's so they 're playing weak teams i don 't know We'll have to wait. We'll wait and see. We we, see we got towards, like, what, week eight or week nine? Before yeah, they play, yeah. like, a stupid strong team. So, yeah, going uh, to be fun to see. But, yeah, Patriots defense owner, you got the Patriots defense. You keep cashing in, big dogs and big chicks. Do your thing. Bills in Nashville playing the Titans. I like this game. I'm ready to what? see the game. I'm a fan of this game. I'm ready Gross. to watch. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of – I'm a bandwagon Bills guy. Right now, never been to Buffalo, New York. I've just become a bandwagon Bills guy, probably just because their fan base is the is greatest, the, one of the greatest fan bases in the NFL. Um, and that's probably the only reason why. And if and if I was going to pick a New York team, I would, it's hard because I like I like New York teams, but um, I kind of like them all. It's weird. I have, I have like a Jets hoodie, and you know I got some Bills gear. I had a, I have an old Sammy Watkins Bills jersey. I never really wear it anymore, but I still got it. But with this game right here, I think John Brown's going to have a little bit of a resurgence game. Uh, We haven't really seen him hit like he did in week one. And I think against this Titans defense that that he might be able to do that because in no way in hell do I think that the Titans are going to be able to do what they did against the uh, Atlanta Falcons last week against this Bills defense. So it's going to be a little more tougher. Uh, ultimately i think the bills are going to win this game but i like john brown for fantasy purposes and um weary a little weary about henry a little weary about derrick henry don't really know but then again it's it always seems like with derrick henry when he goes up against like the really good defenses he finds a way to like break off a 90 yard run so
2: yeah i'm I'm just gonna pretty much avoid this game i don't i don't want too much i know josh allen's just right now looking like he's trending towards playing so that's good if he wasn't playing i would be completely off the game Um, I just think it's going to be one of those games where you see both teams struggle to move the ball. Um, if any side I would target, it would be the, the Bill side. I'd try to get a little bit of Josh Allen and, and Cole Beasley or Josh Allen and, and John Brown. But, man, there's better spots to pick. You know, if you want to throw a, a low-dollar tournament stack where you say, okay, I'm going to throw Derrick Henry in there and then throw run it back with Josh Allen and John Brown, it's going to be super low-owned. So there's a little tournament. And stat for you. my
1: my cool boy dart throw fantasy DFS play of the week, Adam Humphreys for the Titans. That's my cool boy dart throw. Man, uh, I like gonna that. Go, he's going to either go fucking ape shit or he's, or he's going to go – but it's Adam Humphreys. He's the one.
2: Yeah, I like that. Not in terms of necessarily this game. You're calling it this game, but I actually was pretty high on him this – before the season started, I'm disappointed to see that there's like some games where they're using him and others are not. And I thought with that roster, he's, he should be out there, man. He should be playing that same Cole Beasley role that the bills are using. How they're using Beasley is how they should be using Humphreys of Tennessee.
1: I think he's going to get, I think he's going to get a little sugar this weekend. A little sugar. I think he's going to get a little sugar out there. I like it. I'll have him in some lineups. Uh, Ravens at the Stillas.
2: Is the um, Steelers defense for real at all? are you saying no
1: they're better they're better they're better yeah. than they were with the addition of of minka fitzpatrick
2: yeah i, I want to see how this game goes because i think we're, we've seen now two weeks in a row i know lamar jackson's still putting up good fantasy numbers but it's uh kind of come back down to earth for him and he's gotten a lot of garbage time yards and and fantasy stats the past two weeks i want to see if the steelers defense can kind of get to him a little bit um I don't know who you're targeting here. I really am kind of staying away from Pittsburgh. It's been, it's been ugly. If anybody, you know, if you're struggling in your league and you need a flex play, Deontay Johnson's going to be the guy as he's the new number two receiver at Pittsburgh. And then on the other side of the ball um, with Ravens, you kind of know who to play at this point. It's, you want to capture your points through Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. And then the receivers are hit or miss. If there's one you're going to take a stab on, it's going to be Hollywood Brown. Um, he was really frustrating this week. I played him a lot in DFS because they screwed up his price on FanDuel, and he dropped a touchdown. So
1: so you're saying Hollywood <sighs> Brown? Um, I'm firing up William Sneed. William Sneed. I'm, I'm firing up some William Sneed this week. I think he's going to be the, 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 the forgotten wide receiver, and defenders are going to be like, what the fuck, where'd he come from? And I think that he's going to get you a touchdown. Um, so Willie Sneed getting a touchdown in this game. I'm back in the play, and I'm actually playing Willie Sneed in some of my uh, my lineups this Sunday as well. So uh, Chase gives a stamp of approval for William Sneed as a starter. Um, Steelers, though, I I think James Conner's back, and I'm willing to go ahead and say that that he is. We we saw it now. He's I don't really know how I would compare him to Nick Chubb, but there were obviously some some. Uh, some some room there was some room for improvement with this Ravens defense last week against the Cleveland Browns. Either Cleveland Browns just came out in full rage mode and there was nothing anyone could do to stop it, like even if they would have played the Patriots, like it would have been nothing they could do, or the Ravens defense. Uh, is a little uh, shaky or is getting a little shaken up or as the season's going on, things are kind of starting to, to tip a little bit. I'm going to go more with the latter. I'm going to say things are starting to get a little shaky and tippy with that defense. So I do like James Conner this week. I think that he's going to be able to find some holes, find some gaps. He's not going to be as like – I'm not saying James Conner's about to put up 45 fantasy points like Nick Chubb did on this defense, but I still see him having another good game. Deontay Johnson, I think that the Ravens are going to be a lot more uh, cautious of him. I think they're going to be watching this film this week from the past couple weeks with Mason Rudolph. They understand that Mason likes this guy. He's going for this guy. They're going to make sure this guy's covered. So I think that we might actually get to see a little more juju action. Um, I think we could even see some, some Nick Vanette because Nick Vanette is the new tight end here in Pittsburgh while uh, Vance McDonald's hurt. So we might even see some tight end in the mix there because it just seems like that's just one of those defenses where they don't – they're not particularly uh, – I don't know what you say. They're not too cautious of the tight end. So we might see some Nick Vanette action. Just keep an eye out for him. I'm not saying yeah. go out of your way to start him over somebody that is an obvious starter. But if you're having some tight end woes and he's the only guy that's there, fire him
2: up yeah i'm not gonna back that play too much i just i mean not and then know, that's that's your that's your take but i'm not gonna mess around with nick Vanette. um i will say that both mcdonald and james connor did not practice today so if they don't if they have to practice tomorrow in order to order to suit up so monitor that situation and if james connor does not practice and he's not going to play then you know fire up your um jaylen samuels Yeah,
1: it's weird how, like, we're seeing Jalen being used a little more in this offense now.
2: Did you notice how much Mason Rudolph was just checking it down? Three-yard pass to Jalen Samuels and James Conner. It happened, like, it happened, like, 18 times, literally, to both of them. It was just back and forth, like, one here, two there. Um, So, if that's going to keep happening, then, you know, these receivers are not really appealing on the fantasy side, but I'm expecting the defenses to adjust to that, and Eventually. You, have to, you
1: have to remember that they're just doing whatever they can to win games at this point, so they're going to be all over the place for, for a minute. Mm-hmm. But I, I still back my play. Like you said, if your suits up, I'm still good with James Conner. And then, so like my William Sneed on the Ravens side of the ball, Mark Ingram's probably going to fumble. <laughs>
0: we'll
1: I can say see that. It. And uh, Lamar, obviously you got to start Lamar at this point. If you've got Lamar, it's just, he's just one of those guys. You, you start him. There's nothing else to be said.
2: Yeah, it's like even if he plays bad, he still, he's still getting there. So it's it's weird. It's kind of like Jared Goff, you know, even these games where he struggled, he's still getting points. So um,
1: um I and I and I 100% back that. So yeah. Lamar good, Mason Rudolph, if you have him, oof. Um speaking of oof, let's go to the shit game of the week. Cardinals are going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Bengals are going to win this game.
2: <laughs> Man, I don't know. I think I kind of think the Cardinals are going to pick up the first win, right? I mean, it would be there. Don't they have a draw? Uh, they yeah, have three losses. They, have,
1: they have one tie here, yeah. But I like Larry Fitz, obviously. Larry Fitz is a, is a must start um, at this game. And then also we have to note, John Ross has been placed on injured reserve. So go get you some Auden Tate if you're having very – very bad troubles at wide receiver, but I do like Auden Tate in DFS this week. So I'm playing some Auden Tate.
2: Yeah, this is one that I normally would say, okay, everyone's going to go play this guy because he's so cheap and you should just stay away. But you can't deny that he's going to have a lot of opportunity and it's against the, the Cardinals, which have been atrocious. Cardinals,
1: deep like yeah. that. this. this could be a shitty high-scoring game. <laughs> like you know right. what I mean? Like this has that potential to make make both of these te- people are gonna be like, wow, maybe these teams are good. It's like, wait, remember who they're playing. Remember right. that they're playing each other. So don't don't get uh don't don't get it twisted, guys. That these teams still are very much suck, but because of this the amount of suck that's on both sides of the ball, it could make for some very interesting fantasy play. Or it could either make for some atrocious fucking football. So it's, uh, there's really no in between.
2: Yeah. There's, um, also some more injury news here. Christian Kirk's looking like he's going to miss the game. And, um, and also, Christian um, who? I forgot he was a person. Christian Kirk. Yeah. And, uh,
1: oh, yeah. He does play football.
2: Yeah. He does he play does. football. He is a man. You're he right. does play football. And, um, so he's going to be out. And, They're the guy they've been using in the third receiver. Um, Can't remember his first name. Last name's Bird. Things like Damari Bird. So we might actually see our first instance of uh, Andy Isabella, which is somebody you like to chase. So he's finally going to get some playing time this week.
0: Right. And And, uh, and I will
1: say Joe Mixon is going to trick everyone. So everybody that's been holding on to Joe Mixon, this is going to be your week because you're going to be able to sell him because somebody's (laughs) going to be a sucker after he puts up like, 25 fantasy points. Go sell him as fast as you fucking can.
2: Remember that. <laughs> you think people will will actually believe he's gonna keep producing like that? There's somebody out there that would take him for sure. There is definitely. I know people that are trying there to There are right leagues,
1: There are people that listen to this show that have leagues with with Bengals fans that are like, "Oh, I just want Joe Mixon, man. Like th- this is the week to give him to him. Be like, look, he scored 30 points." Oh, man, Joe Mixon, he's back. <laughs> I'll take him. Yeah. Get rid of him fast. So this will be your week to do that. Uh, I'm watching. I should have just to take a quick time out here, guys. I'm, I'm watching uh, NFL Network right now. They just showed the Tracy Porter, uh, the interception, the Saints Super Bowl, and I'm just like about to cry. Mm, can't wait to experience that again.
2: Drew Reese looks so much different. God,
1: love you're watching it too?
2: Mm-hmm. God he looks so love. much different.
1: I loved that, dude. It yeah.
2: looks exact same but different. It's like the hair, you know, like he looks just right. like a
1: the scar was a little more red. It yeah. wasn't as healed. It was a little more fresh on the face. Yeah. yeah. Good good old days. Good times. Good times. Shout for, out. Good times
2: for you, Saints fans.
1: Right. Shout out to my Darren Sharper jersey that I lost and I can't find because I got blackout drunk one time. Yeah. Never have been able to find that again. It happens, RIP. I,
2: t- I tell you about me burning a. Um, sorry, I to go off topic here. Um, during the Patriots Super Bowl against the Eagles, I uh, you know the one that Nick Foles beat the Patriots. I uh, had a Fletcher Cox jersey. Who's you know been been for, playing for Philly forever. He's a stud. He's from Mississippi. Right. And um, I somehow ended up with a Fletcher Cox jersey. Like I tried to you know purchase somebody's jersey overseas at one of those cheap vendors you know like right the ones
1: where the nfl logos like like upside down and shit
2: yeah 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 and i got like five jerseys for like 40 bucks and they all looked good i was like open them up everything was looking perfect and then i got to like my i was looking for on jamie collins jersey and it was a fletcher cox jersey i was like you know how did this happen how did i get a fletcher cox jersey so i ended up sacrificing it during the super bowl um when the patriots were losing i started burning it and um ended up losing anyway but quick shout out to the to the ritual burning the jersey hoping that would turn the the tides my my way
1: you're lucky Fletcher Cox didn't burn you
2: he kind of did in a way he kind of burned my soul without me even you know I mean not physically but watching the Patriots lose was was tough but we've had plenty of success so I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sweat it too much
1: Ex-NFL running back Josh Robinson played for the Colts. He's a friend of the podcast. Um, He's actually good friends with Fletcher. I might have to hit him up and and let him know what you did, and you guys can hash it out. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. It's going to happen. Falcons at Texans. Texans is just pissed off. I'm loving this season just because I get to just, like, say the Falcons suck, and Texans are going to piss off the Falcons. But – J.K., because this will be a game that is going to have a lot of offense, so I can't lie. I will say that if there was going to be a week that Calvin really was going to go off, it would be this week because it's going to be the Julio, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who is the best, who is not the best game. And, like, so they're both going to be, like, a lot more inclined to shine during this game, so there's going to be a lot of coverage calvin ridley is going to end up getting some good passes and i'm not going to sit here and say Julio's not because he will trust me julio will find a way to make some big plays and so will deandre hopkins so this is just going to be one of those uh, flex my dick games for those two wide receivers so there's going to be some high flying offense in this game and i hope i hope we get it. it
2: you heard it here first i hope we get it it's time um if you, you know, followed our you know, our bets last week, we had our first losing week and it was brutal. And I wrote about that on the recap, but it was a, a brutal week. Everything went against us. We had I think our teams combined for like twenty-four turnovers. It was it was crazy. But the most infuriating team was the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien drives me nuts. Everything they're doing right now is just driving me insane. And um, it's just it's like they don't know how to put it all together and they don't know how to protect a quarterback. But if there's a week to get right, we just saw Marcus Mariota and um, that Tennessee Titans passing attack shred the Atlanta Falcons secondary. So if there's a get right spot for the for the Houston offense, it's going to be this week. And I'm calling a big game for Will Fuller. Think this is the Will Fuller game? He's top 15 in the air yards in the league, and yet he hasn't had one good game. So that tells me that um, you know we just he just hasn't clicked with Watson yet. I know last week he should have had a 75 yard touchdown. So Look at look at Will Fuller for your DFS lineups. I think he's 4500, 4600, and I'm kind of with you. You're going to see the big receivers get a lot of attention, but look look to Fuller and Calvin Ridley as other guys. Um, That's right, because they're going
1: to be open. Because everybody's going to be like, oh, they trying to show out. So
2: yeah, I'm high on all, all four of these guys. Really, th- those four guys. It's going to be fun.
1: I, I am I'm excited to watch this game because we we are going to get to see some fun offense. Um, and I'm excited for Carlos Hyde too, because I think Carlos Hyde's going to be getting him some a couple of goal line touchdowns. I think this could be a high scoring affair.
2: It should be, and for that reason, I think a lot of people are going to do it they're going to stack this game so remember you know always when you're when you're entering multiple lineups to at least take one lineup and just completely fade the game in case it it turns in it could turn into that that Panthers Texans game last week that people some people thought that would shoot out and um
1: no, I didn't ever. I didn't see that. Who's who thought that?
2: I think it was an interesting game stack. You know, if you throw in Deshaun Watson and you know uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and, you run it, Allen. and then you throw a Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Now, more like Christian McCaffrey <laughs> with a rushing attack, and then you run it back with yeah. the with the Houston passing attack.
1: Yeah, um, Carlos Hyden CMC isn't is, doesn't sound too sexy. It just sounds like CMC, and then who? <laughs> yeah, but no, I see where you're, I see where you're where you're saying here though. I understand, and and I like, like I said, I'm I'm big, and I back that hundred percent. This will be a good DFS game, so I'm eager and I'm ready to play it. Hopefully, they'll have a showdown for this game. I think they should.
2: Yeah, I can't ever get my like mind around doing a showdown in the middle of the like in the middle of the normal slate. So um, I'll probably just do my my normal stuff. But if this game was happened to be on the Sunday night game, I'd be all in on that.
1: Your love is fading. Shout out Kanye West. Kanye? I don't know where that came from. Um, I just thought about that girl like in the one piece that's like dancing the whole time in that music video. You
2: ever watch that music video? I'm sure I have at some point. I don't remember it.
1: It's a great music video. Great song. I'm Kanye. I'm ready for I Kanye to drop his new album. Buccaneers in New Orleans against the Saints. Me and Drew talked a little bit about this before we recorded. And I'm going to say exactly what I said to Drew. Verbatim,
2: Jameis Winston is going to throw three interceptions in this game. I'll take the opposite. Jameis Winston shreds the Saints defense. You think so? I don't know, man. I just want to be different. I don't really know how I feel. I don't think you're
1: being different at all. I think that that you're being way too optimistic because this is Jameis Winston. And as much as people want to believe that he's going to be consistent and good, He's still Jameis Winston, and he's not. So
2: he'll definitely hit. throw a pick. He'll definitely throw a pick, but I, I think there's a good chance we finally see the Saints' defense come down to earth. And I don't necessarily think it's Jameis Winston. I think it's more of the scheme. And man, it's time for us to say that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are just. I mean, that's a, that's as good as as a one two punch. It's it's tough to beat that.
0: They are. I mean, they are
1: good, but there's voodoo on this team right now. I'll tell you, Bridgewater's got voodoo. And if you don't believe that, then I don't know what kind of football you've been watching the past two weeks, but there's voodoo on this team and they're going to keep winning until drew comes back. Probably they'll probably lose when drew comes back
2: <laughs> because somebody that would be, put, that's probably going to happen.
1: Yeah. Somebody is going to put like, somebody has put like a powerful fucking spell on this team. And like, cause like when Terry Bridgewater stepped in everyone was just like, Oh, well there, there goes the season. And now they're winning games. They're finding ways to win these games. It's just happening. There is voodoo on this team, and I 100% believe it. So, Wilson going to be big time. And, like, and like I actually have a defense, and one, I have the Saints defense in one of my leagues, and I can just start them and not have to worry about streaming a defense anymore because I know they have voodoo, and then they're just going to gonna fucking crush. So I'm excited about that. What are you what, hearing about Breeze? Um, Breeze is moving his thumb. He was at practice. He had uh, his red jersey on. And um, he's been like, you know, playing with Xbox controllers and putting puzzles together on the sidelines. So, I mean, his thumb's getting better. He's healing his thumb.
2: What happens if he comes back and he he can't throw the ball like he – I mean, there's no way they're going to rush him out there, right? Like, when he comes back, he's going to be ready to go.
1: Hell no, dude. They're not going to rush him back out there. Like, when he comes out there, yeah, he's 100%. Like, they're not doing no bullshit with him. Like, he's 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 not like Saquon, you know what I mean? Like, this this guy, is he's older. Like, he they, they, they know what's going on with him. They know where they need to be at. And they know what they need to do. So, yeah, no worries about that. Like, he will be 100% healthy when he gets back on that field. But for some reason, I just, I feel like they're just going to
2: like lose the game when he comes back. And it's just going to be like, damn. It'll probably be like, a game where the defense just completely like craps yeah. the bed. They're
1: going to be like, oh, well, Drew's back. So the voodoo's, the voodoo, we can take the voodoo off now. So I don't know. Shout out to the New Orleans Voodoo. Beautiful Arena League football team. I wish they never would have left the city.
2: Give me your take, though. Like, I know you're, you're all, all in on the Saints, D, but are we expecting, you know, a lot of, um, another goblin game because of the because of the way the Saints are going to guard Mike Evans.
1: Dude, this is going to be fucking Cameron Bright is going to have some good production. <laughs>
2: Dude, come on.
1: <laughs> Cameron Bright, there's going to be there's going to be red zone red zone touchdowns to Cameron Bright in this game. This it's a tale as old as fucking time.
2: Cameron Bright going to get the yards. Like, okay, Cameron Bright will catch, you know, two catches. Who's going to get the yards?
1: Yeah, Peyton Barber's going to get the yards.
2: All right, next, next, next match, up. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> you can't deal with it, can you? No, Peyton Barber and Cameron Brate. I They're, think it's that sub good for a Godwin game, unless unless the Saints don't put. Um,
1: I cannot wait until Sunday and you see Peyton Barber and Cameron Brait being the ones that probably did the most work.
2: It's like, not going to happen.
1: What are you? What are you going? What are you going to say to me then?
2: It's not going to happen. I just want to know if Marshawn Lattimore is going to be on Mike Evans or not. Like, when when are teams going to start saying like, it doesn't matter what cornerback we put on the Bucs receivers because they're one A and one B.
1: I'm telling you, dude, this is a divisional game. They're about to like it's it's about to be a whole different fucking ball game. I'm telling you, just get ready. Cameron Brait will probably have a touchdown.
2: Go bet the uh, under then if you're going to do this.
1: Put your you bet, money where your mouth is. Why would I bet the under? When, uh, when, when the Saints defense is probably going to piss stomp and, like, be able to like, t- fucking they're pick, gonna score? pick six. You're going to pick six, dude. What's you're your six.
2: score prediction?
1: For this game, 28-14. 28-14. Okay. okay. Saints, you're writing that down? Yeah. Cameron Bright will have a touchdown. Peyton Barber will have a touchdown. Write that right. down, too. Jot that down. All right, can't wait lost, till
2: Sunday. You, you've lost your mind. Can't wait till Sunday. We've already known that, but now I'm just going to say it again.
1: All right. I, can't, I, I, I really, like, I feel, like, so, like, hyped up for Sunday now. Like, I'm so ready. I probably won't even watch Red on. I'm probably just going to watch this, this one game. <laughs> like, for the day games. Like,
2: yeah. You've lost your mind. No. I ask you who's going to go off between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Who will Cameron, have more right yards?
1: To- Who will have more yards between the two?
2: Just like if one's going to have a big fantasy day, the whole season, one of the two's had a, good, a big fantasy day. It's been one of the other.
1: Yes, Mike Evans. Mike Evans will have more than Chris Godwin. are crazy. Why? Um, Probably because – Lattimore will end up being on Godwin.
2: Just so that's what I was trying to get to. You think that's going to happen?
1: Yeah, Lattimore is probably going to end up being on Godwin because they're going to be looking at game scripts and they know what Godwin can do. They know what Evans can do. They know what they're capable of. Um, and then eventually, Lattimore will go be put on Evans, but it'll be too late. And I'm, they're going to find a way to keep him out of the end zone. I'm telling you, like it'll be like Cameron. Bra- they're gonna they're gonna truck down the field. Cameron breaks gonna get a touchdown in the end zone. Peyton Barber's gonna end up running one in. Like, but it's good. They're gonna use Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to get up and down the field.
2: Okay, just making sure, making sure. Yeah, we're
1: all right. I'm just telling you who's gonna score touchdowns, and I'm just telling you
2: <laughs> that there's gonna be three or we'll 7 We'll see. I'll yeah. either get some text where I'm gonna be like, all right, I I'll have to eat my eat my words, or, um, all right.
1: I think I've repeated it enough to where everybody's been able to write this down. So I'm either going to get fucking ball blasted on fucking uh, on Sunday on Twitter during this game, or everybody's just going to like not say shit to me because you're going to be like, Oh man. yeah." So yeah, it's going to be looking forward be to it. Yeah. hundred percent Vikings at the giants
2: digs or Thielen leak.
1: Obviously not a digs week because if you've been seeing all the trade rumors that have been going on,
2: yeah. And from what I've seen, I don't think the trade rumors are are real.
1: I don't know how I feel about this, man, because obviously this is just like all about frustrations from Kirk
2: Cousins. It is. I just don't think that this team's in a position where they'd be trying to trade Diggs. I don't think Diggs would want to be traded. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm choosing not to believe it. And I think this team will stay intact. Um, and I've heard that a lot of the rumors are kind of getting blown out of proportion. But you never know with this stuff. It's kind of like the preseason stuff when you, when people are like fake hyping up fantasy players. And then some of it's real and some of it's, you know, the smoke screen, So
1: Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't see like Diggs being like left in this game. Like he's not going to be going anywhere. Like I, I don't. Not not just the game, but just for the team itself. Like, I mean, I, you know that nothing's gonna happen, but I just feel like this year there's just been so much like back and forth and with with players and just like, you know, like the Jalen Ramsey shit, now we got the dig shit. Uh Kirk Cousins apologized to Adam Thielen. Uh there's you know what I mean? Like there's just it's just so much like animosity and turmoil like inside of organizations. But if if I had to like say it in this one game, like you know, I think I think Thielen I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Thielen. Yeah. And, I, I, and remember, guys, I've been right every week about whether it's going to be a Diggs game or a Thielen game. So I'm going to say Thielen here, and then it's going to be a lot of Dalvin Cook.
2: Yeah, you have, been, uh, you have been right on that. So props to you, as crazy as you are with some of your takes. You've been uh, oh, with, the, with the Vikings receivers. This is an interesting game to me because I really can see it going either way. Um seems like things are not good with the Vikings eternally um Dalvin Cook is has been a beast all season and I want to see what this Giants defense can do I want to see if they can just make sure at all costs they limit Cook and make make them beat beat them through the air um but I really want to see the Giants offense this week against a against a good D and at the same time they're playing a good D they're bringing back Golden Tate so now we're going to have a little bit more a little bit more juice behind that offense and I want to see I want to I want to watch this one if there was a game that I kind of wanted to watch more than obviously going to have it on red zone but if there was one I kind of wanted to dissect so far it's it's probably this one
1: we we also have to talk about all the rumors with Saquon, Saquon Barkley too because people are already talking about I think uh I think coach came out and basically said that it's possible that Saquon could play on Sunday, which I don't think will happen by any means, but he said it's possible. So everybody that was able to like get out and make these trades and get Saquon like are about to cash in so fucking big here in the next two weeks. It's gonna be insane, and I'm one of those people. Luckily, I'm one of the leagues that I got him in. Now I have, I now have Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley.
2: Yeah, this f- has come out of nowhere. Like I feel like we've almost been lied to by injury reports and doctors or something it's just it's unheard of that you see a player of his caliber and his value and like especially a running back where they're i mean he's he's better be back it's crazy i almost i almost don't want to believe it is that is that weird no it's
1: it's not and i feel like everybody out there should feel like that because it's just like because you're supposed to trust these sources, but then when you really start looking in between the lines of things, you just got to kind of take it for what it is. You said it yourself. The dude's just a monster. He's a he's a freak of nature. He's got frog legs. <laughs> dude's got toad legs. I mean, so obviously he's got super fast regenerative healing. So he's he's going to come back quick because he's got reptilian legs. He's been hanging out with Sammy Watkins
2: probably, and now he has the cure. So yeah, he's not a normal um, human. He's got something else in him. He's eighty percent human.
1: Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it's fully possible in the next two weeks for Saquon to be back. But as far as this game goes, like you said, uh, Golden Tate, Daniel Jones, I'm starting Daniel Jones. I think that he'll be fine. I think that the I think the Vikings defense, yeah, they are tough, but in the Meadowlands and I'm going to have faith in, in Daniel the dimes.
2: I hope the O line takes care of me, man, because that's the one thing I could see happen. You know, he drops back and he's getting strip sacked. And um I will say if this was ga- if this game was at Minnesota, I'd I'd be staying way far away. But oh
1: yeah, big facts. But no, because we're in the Meadowlands, there's there's hope. Right. So the Jer- Jersey boys, Bruce Springsteen's gonna come out. Well, he's like a Jets fan, huh? Yeah, yeah I probably. think he's
2: a Jets guy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up real quick, but maybe,
1: keep. maybe, maybe he'll maybe he'll try to you know give some born to run, sprinkle some born to run in there, so Daniel Jones will run touchdowns in because that's
2: that's what we need from him. Oh, he's a Giants fan.
1: He is a Giants fan.
2: Yeah, baby, we
1: were born to run. Daniel Jones is running all over that field. i <laughs> 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 saying
2: conflicting things now. This is crazy. Wild he's, times. Yeah, I can't tell who. I don't know. He's either a Jets or. Giants. He's a both. Let's just call him. He's a fan of both.
1: Fan fan of fan of New Jersey. That's right. Um, Bears Raiders. This game is in, in London, I believe.
2: Oh, do we have one of those?
1: It's a London calling. Bears Raiders. Oh, wow. This good. is I'm, gonna be I'm uh,
2: glad it's on. I'm glad it's this game because that, that means it won't be on the slate, and that's a good thing because I would hate to waste a good game to come off the slate. I don't want any of these players.
1: I think I think that that we're going to see like a weird Raiders player go off cuz we always see like the weird players like go off in London. Like Cordell Patterson will probably be like the like like have like a crap load of fantasy points and then like Hunter Renfro will probably go the fuck off.
2: It's going to be weird. You've been waiting for that Renfro game. I have, man. You I still, got, I feel like you're going to say it every week until it happens and I'm I'm okay with that.
1: I don't wanna like I don't wanna do that though. But I feel like like I'm gonna say it's not gonna be this week and I'm gonna stick with the safe stuff, but like watch it happen. Because in London, like something weird always happens. Like when Blake Bortle's Jaguars went to London, you it was like a mortal lock, they were gonna win the game. Like they could be so shitty all year long, but you know when they go to London they were gonna win. Like weird stuff happens like that.
2: I wish world. you hadn't told me about this game being in London because I mean I'm sure I would have checked the app and figured it out eventually. But I, I feel like there's been several times, especially in my college years, where I wake up and I'm like super confused there's a, a game on and I'm like, What's happening? Did I sleep until lunch? You know, like that's happened a few times in my life and then
1: Well, it's it's all good. This this game will be at one o'clock. So it'll be a one o'clock wait, game. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a one o'clock game.
2: So, what happened to did it did it not used to be a thing that
1: it'll be like a night game in London, but it'll be like a
2: day game, but this is the first time that it's not like a nine in the morning our time right exactly
1: this it's not gonna be like a stupid early game, so it's gonna like be able to it's gonna be like lined up with all the other
2: ones. I don't know how I feel about this.
1: It's weird it should be a night it should always be like like a before church game. you know what I mean
2: yeah, well, like i've had I had some good memories in college of waking up and being like super confused that there's a game going and I'm like checking my fantasy line to and make sure I didn't screw up.
1: Yeah. 100%. It was the one time grandma would be like, like you would be in church and like, you'd be like, you know, your grandma would be like, why do you have your phone in church? And you'd be like, Oh, it's, I'm reading my Bible app and you're on it. You're watching Blake Bortles throw dimes down the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's how, that's how I live my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Fantasy like, football is my religion. <laughs> it's, like,
2: it's, like, it's like crap. I uh, started TJ Yeldon in the flex, and uh, right. the game's already started.
1: <laughs> That's, dude, yeah. yeah, sketchy shit like that. Um, Jets in Philadelphia playing the Eagles. Um, all over Robbie Anderson. Uh, Sam Darnold's back. Um, is he? Yeah, Sam Darnold's back. If I'm not mistaken, Chris Herndon's back, but we need to fact check. One more game. One more game. It's a four-game
2: okay. suspension, and they had a bye last week
1: got you okay so that's that's why i was thinking he would maybe he was coming back so one more game when we get the herned on ready for the hern to return so yeah Darnold coming back in i like robbie anderson against this defense they just seem to be letting points just come all over the place this eagles defense is just like depleted right now um so excited to see some robbie anderson action um get a little bit of crowder in there um it's gonna be gonna be a Gonna be a pretty decent game. I think the Jets are gonna be able to have a little bit of a bounce back. I don't think they're gonna win this game. And then on the Eagles side of the ball, everybody's been going ape shit over Jordan Howard. We talked about that on last week's episode. So many people off the waiver wire. Watch Miles Sanders just go ham. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I feel like the um, the Eagles, the Eagles, uh, Doug Peterson, you never know what's gonna happen with how he uses his running backs. Jordan Howard did look probably as good as we've seen him in in, in, in quite some Years. time. Yeah, it it looked weird. and almost like he was faster. Did you notice that? Like he looked faster.
1: That's why. That's why I said like the Eagles have like they they have found a DeLorean or they have a time machine <laughs> and they were able to go get old Jordan Howard from Chicago and then they brought him here.
2: You're so right about like this will be the week though that somebody everybody starts Jordan Howard and, and Miles Sanders will score. Or they'll you know throw Darren Sproles in there for a screen pass and he'll take it to the house. I don't know. Um Ka-ching. yeah, yeah. It's um pretty pretty interested to see how um Carson Wentz does this game. It sets up well for him. He's kind of a guy I'm looking at for cash games. It seems like he's he's become like a safe play because that passing offense is always there. And as long as he I guess you kind of have to be worried about the injuries with him is the only thing. But I, I feel like you can't play DFS that way, and fantasy football that way. You can't be worried about. No, you got to be all in,
1: and you got to be doing wild, crazy shit like I do.
2: <laughs> I can't be as crazy as you, uh, wild boy. You're like, like okay. you're like the guy on the on the rippin' and the tearing video. The the wild women, the wild women. I
1: don't think I'm as wild as Rick. Okay,
2: Rick heatonism too.
1: Yeah, that I was trying to remember what it was. What he was from Heatonism. That is just the fucking. That's amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they what do they say? Like how many he asked him how many times have you been forty, he was like, 40 times. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how was, many how many before. fantasy lineups has Chase gotten crazy with? Forty lineups. Forty for, for, 40 lineups. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, 40 lineups.
1: Maybe 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 60. Maybe more. Right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I get I get wild with it. Who knows? But yeah, I, I think the Eagles are gonna be fine winning this game at home, but as far as fantasy side of it, man, it's just you know, your usual suspects. Carson wins. Jeffrey, uh, I think Djax is still nursing his shit. Yeah, he's um, out. Yeah, so Aguilar, um, if he can hold on to the ball, Philadelphia was so mad at him. Dude, literally was saving people from a fire and complaining about Nelson Aguilar. That's that's hardcore. That's Philly though. But uh, yeah, going to be fun. Excited to watch that game. Uh, just because I'm ready to see the Jets be back in full swing and see if they can actually make something happen. We didn't even talk about Le'Veon Bell, by the way, because why? Why do we need to talk about
2: Le'Veon Bell? Um, Man, you don't think he's a bounce bat?
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like what we, there's no need to talk about Le'Veon Bell. Everybody's going to start Le'Veon Bell. That's a no brainer Oh, uh,
2: okay. I thought yeah. you were meaning like he's been atrocious, oh, which is just because no, he's no. had Luke Falk and you know it doesn't the matter. It's,
1: it's Le'Veon Bell, dude. It don't matter. It's Le'Veon Bell. You you forgive him every week. You can just constantly forgive him unless he's like getting you, like two points a week, and that's when you don't forgive him. But he's Le'Veon. All right, Broncos at the Chargers. And before we talk about this, we have a garage fan voicemail we have to play. Uh, This voicemail is from Dirty Dan. So let's see what Dirty Dan has to say.
0: What's going on, Garage guys? This is Dirty Dan, long-time listener, first-time caller. A couple things for you guys today real quick. Uh, Just got done listening to the episode, and uh, I think there was a reference that Colt McCoy – was on the cover of Maddie um, as a big fan of average and below average quarterbacks. I don't think that's true. Uh, I think you might be looking for Peyton Hillis in his brown days. Anyway, uh, just a little fact check there. Uh, second, Melvin Gordon is back hopefully in a big way. What can I expect out of him? Is he a RB1? What do you think's gonna happen with Gordon and that offense with everything they got going with Eckler already? I will hang up and listen. Thank you, Garage guys.
1: Well, thanks for that call, Dirty Dan. Um, and appreciate the fact check because yeah, I was playing some Madden. I thought Colt McCoy was there. If you Google Madden 2012, though, there's a Colt McCoy picture. So
2: there is that. I didn't even realize we talked about this because this is something that. <laughs> Uh, something I would have uh, definitely called just because I knew uh, the patent I Ellis. remember
1: talking about it now on last week's show.
2: Was it towards the end? Tuesday show. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I like, that. W- see. I, we appreciate I, I the love fact our check. listeners. Yes. Yeah, and I think I have a good idea who Dirty Dan is. And something I gotta, I gotta say to you, Chase is. Do you remember a while back? Maybe my first or sec- first or second episode on. I I brought up the backup QB T-shirt. Yeah. You can tell from Dirty Dan's first piece of his conversation there. He's a he's, huge fan of backup he's a huge quarterbacks. Fan of backup
1: quarterbacks. Uh oh. So we might know who Dirty Dan is.
2: Connect the dots. Ooh. Well, I have Connect to think about dot. this. Yeah. Um, who could it be? Yeah, it's Blake well, I, Bortles. Yeah, Blake. Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: his it. Blake. Blake Bortles, huge listener of the Garage Guys, fancy sports. No, uh, probably not Blake Bortles.
2: The second part was a good question, there.
1: It's probably Peyton Hillis,
2: honestly, because he's probably pissed. He's like, I mean my, my moment yeah. of recognition.
1: Thanks for calling in, Peyton Hillis. Dirty Dan, wink, wink. D-
2: <laughs> it sounds like that show, and they're like a dirty. Was it Dirty John? Have you heard of that?
1: I knew a girl named Dirty D one time. She was dirty. Ooh. Dirty D. Dirty D. And was shout her out her name to Diana. You. Um, no, it's a fucking great song, man. Got me thinking about that <laughs> bad, bad person the HBO special. Fucked me up forever. Um yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why are we talking about Michael Jackson now? Oh, god. Yeah,
2: let's let's move on.
1: Yeah, let's move on to this. So next part of the question. Anyway, thanks for the fact check, Peyton Hillis. Um next part of the question though with Melvin Gordon. So Broncos playing the Chargers. Uh we didn't see any Melvin Gordon last week, obviously for certain reasons. I mean, I think that did he even get any play in time? I didn't even really watch that game. I didn't see much of that game.
2: So, yeah, um, one of the things I wrote up in the, the DFS review is Austin Eckler was absolutely, you know, a must start because they came out. There was news that Melvin Gordon would only be used in emergency situations. So right. the plan was to not play him unless He's basically got, Eckler got hurt. Got to get caught up. That's right. But this week I think we're going to see him.
1: Yeah, we'll probably still see a little bit of Eckler, though. Um, and I think that we, we've actually talked about this. And the more that I've kind of like looked at a little bit of film, like, haven't really looked at much of the – it was the Dolphins, you know. It's like whatever. But looked a little more of the film and thinking a little bit more about the past now. Definitely still going to be used. Some Eckler's is going to be used. Just won't be as heavy. But, yeah, Melvin's going to start easing his way back into this offense. And this is going to be a good time to do it against the Broncos where Leonard Fournette just rushed for over 200 yards on last week. So, could be a good game for old Melvin. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna start Melvin in one league that I have him in. I mean, he's been sitting on my bench for almost you know five weeks now. So hell yeah, I'm gonna start him. I've been itching. I need him. I have Royce Freeman and Carlos Hyde as my running backs in that league. So yeah, want me some Melvin in there.
2: Um, yeah, this is when I tell Dirty Dan to, to to monitor the news, since we're probably gonna get some kind of questions from the media that try to get into um, the head of uh, the the heads of the coaching staff and see if we can figure out what kind of playing time we're expecting. But if I had to guess, I'm going to say we're looking at like a 60% Eckler, 40% Gordon next week It being closer to 50, 50. And then probably ends up being, you know, more towards that 70, 30 with Melvin Gordon being the 70. Um, That's my kind of estimation of how it's going to go. I don't think it's going to go straight back to how it used to be. Um, So I think it's going to be close to 50, 50 here. And, um, but I think they're both can they both can get there, right? And I think me and you agree on that. Both yeah. running backs can score.
1: Yeah, big time. So hopefully that'll help you out there, Dirty Dan. But um Watch as, the news. Yeah. Keep up with it for show. For show. Especially Sunday morning. Hopefully we'll see Uncle Rico and Gardner Minshew there again. Um <laughs> but as far as this game in general, this is gonna be a divisional matchup. Um, I think that we can see Joe Flacco score over 20 fantasy points again this week just because I feel like they're going both teams are gonna be playing a little bit harder. Um, it's week five. It's getting into that time where things are starting to kind of set in now. People are starting to set into their ways and shit. So they know they got to make some changes. They got to do something with that Broncos team. What better time to do it than against a divisional rival. So make it rock, make it roll. I'm fine with, uh, with doing some Phillip Lindsay this week. I like me like some Lindsey in the run game. The Denver run game is probably going to be pretty good. It's probably going to be a big running running football game, though. It's going to be a lot of running on both sides. So I do like that. Um, and then, of course, Keenan Allen, he's a must start. Uh, Cortland Sutton is probably going to be the must start. I think Emmanuel Sanders banged up a little bit. I got to go check a little bit more on the injury news with him. But, um, yeah, I just I see a lot of running in this game.
2: Yeah, I'll add a, a little bit there. Um, I'll say that the Chargers receiving group is still having some injuries. So Inman. Mike Williams is supposed to be back, and Keenan Allen obviously is going to get his targets, but it's going to be Allen and Williams. Inman's out, and also Tyrell Williams is banged up. So
1: Inman's out?
2: Inman is on IR. Oof. Did I say Tyrell Williams? No, that's that's not who I meant to say. Travis Benjamin is who I meant to say.
1: Travis. I remember Travis Benjamin was always one of those uh, those guys that would just pop in and out randomly during the weeks. Yeah. yeah. So he's just been like a long time just – I don't even know how to explain it. Just one of those guys. He'll pop
2: that, off like an eighty-yard touchdown randomly. Yeah, some shit
1: like that. And then you're like, oh, Travis Benjamin. And then you just forget about him for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's how he goes. That's how he works. Ultra this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like the same thing for um, with for Inman too. Before you know the, these random guys that have been in the Chargers system, you know Emman's This is his second stint there, but now he's on IR. It's funny, man. They got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams there as their one and two, and now with these two guys injured, I couldn't even name. I mean, I consider myself pretty knowledgeable these NFL rosters. I can't tell you the Chargers next next guy up. Um, I yeah. don't know if you're maybe, able to maybe do that.
1: just maybe just avoid them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah. Yeah. Cool but, but, but I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams teams. are gonna get targets, so, I mean, they're gonna get they're gonna get chances here.
1: And we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm I'm just sticking. I will put my backing on the run game on both sides of the ball. That's my fantasy players that I like. Um Packers at Cowboys. Uh this is one of the last afternoon slates games that I see here on the schedule this is going to be a damn good game it's probably gonna be the prime time afternoon game Um, and we've got no Devontae Adams and as much as everybody is saying go Valdez Scantling I'm saying go Geronimo Allison and Aaron Jones those are my two favorites on the Packers side of the ball Cowboys um, I think I read a report that Gallup could be coming back not this week but soon and, um, but I I feel like this is the week Randall Cobb revenge game, even though there's nothing for him to have revenge, revenge about Randall Cobb's probably going to get a touchdown just because it's the Packers.
2: I like that call. I think it's a good, um, large field tournament play. Throw Cobb in there. See what happens. Get Don't mind that Cobb. at all. Um, I do think if there's such thing as a potential Jimmy Graham week, somebody's going to have to step up and, and, get some targets from, from Aaron Rodgers. I think it sets up for a good stay away, though, honestly, man. I don't have much faith in Geronimo Allison or uh, Valdez Scaling. so I think the Cowboys' defense might really, really limit the damage here, um, especially early, and maybe Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. Um, I will say it, it's important to note that we might finally see our Zeke breakout game. We just saw – Big um, Zeke game? Yeah, we just saw um, – Last week, the the Packers' rushing defense took a major, major, major step back. So I don't know if that's real or if that was just a one-time mistake. Or oh, it's it's going to
1: look it's going to look very real because it's Zeke and Zeke's hungry and Zeke's at home and Zeke's probably going to eat. So I feel that too. Zeke's going to eat. We this is going to be like where we see Salvation Army style jump in a bucket type shit against on this game. I, I mean, think, Jordan Howard had what?
2: Three touchdowns. Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think that the Cowboys are going to win this game.
2: I agree. I agree with you. I don't, man, and I, I'm not, I don't trust them without Devante Adams.
1: Yeah, I don't either. It's just kind of sketchy. Um, so I'm, I'm all in with the Cowboys on this game. And I also think that this game should be flexed to the Sunday night game because Sunday night game is a chief's clinic against the Colts.
2: You don't think the Colts have a chance?
1: No, <laughs> no. I mean, Jacoby Brissett will get some touchdowns. They'll, they'll he'll have a couple of wow wows, but other than that, the, the Chiefs are going to just stomp all over the shit. It's going to be insane. It's just going to be another boring primetime game. Well, not really boring. You're probably right,
2: but if, if it's, it's going to be a boring
1: game. But it's going to be
2: is T Y Hilton playing?
1: Um, not one hundred percent
2: because he's one of those guys I'm not saying he's like the best receiver in the league I'm not saying that but when you take him out of that offense
1: even if he is playing
2: I still think it's just going to be a chief's clinic oh, man. it's just sometimes when it's that predictable it just doesn't work that way sometimes spread man
1: he's back at, he's back at practice
2: yeah that's
1: sin sits out with hip issue. Who is what the fuck? What kind of name is that?
2: Is that Borat?
1: I don't know. Yasin. It's like Yasinin. why are you sinin?
2: It's 11 points. So that's a pretty big spread. So you think you think the Chiefs win by two touchdowns?
1: Probably, yeah. I don't, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not confident in saying how much they're going to win by. I just know they're going to win this game.
2: Yeah, I agree with I that. They're going like, to win the game.
1: They're going to go ham. I mean it's an Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes will go ham, Travis Kelsey will get his. I'm ready for, I'm ready to see Travis Kelsey get his. And I know all of
2: his fantasy owners are ready to see him get his too. So Yeah. Yeah, my only point on Hilton it's gotta is got to be this week. If you take Hilton out of that offense, it's just like it gets real ugly real quick. It's it's just
1: Right. T.Y.'s practicing though, so I'm sure we'll we'll probably see him. Probably see T Y. But even with T Y there, Jeez, like what? I said, will there'll be a couple razzle dazzle moments for the Colts. Um and there will be garbage time. So, I'm not going to say that it's, like, bad for fantasy, but just as far as a game, I think it's just going to kind of be like, oh, uh, there will be garbage time. So, like, I don't think Jacoby Brissett's a horrible quarterback play against the Chiefs by any means. I think that he can be really good in DFS if you do showdowns. I think he'd make a good captain. Um, and then if you're doing, like, you know, season long or whatever, I think that Jacoby Brissett's pretty good play against the Chiefs' defense. I think he's going to find a way to make shit happen. Yeah, I'm starting to remember Josh
2: Allen. Yeah, How do you feel about that?